Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Colleen Benson Homes team with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. It's time for Did You See This on Keeping It Real Estate, kind of examining the wacky and weird and interesting parts of the real estate world from across the country. And uh, this one caught our, our eye, Colleen, the Florida man who was deceived into buying a one-foot-wide, quote-unquote, villa. <laughs> that sounds... That sounds misrepresentation to me. <laughs> just a just a little bit. Uh, so this guy is this down in Florida. He was at auction, and uh, they were auctioning off what he thought was a villa, and he paid nine thousand one hundred dollars for it. Seems like a pretty good pretty good steal. And uh, when they kind of went through the process, all of a sudden it turned out he had actually just bought a one foot by one hundred foot strip of land that is estimated to be worth about fifty dollars. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pretty wild. Uh, the strip of land, this was the thing I found most interesting, cuts through a wall that divides two garages. So instead of buying a villa, he actually bought a one-foot-wide strip between two villas. So if he really wanted to, he could actually cut through the garages because they're technically encroaching on his land. Oh, my God. He doesn't seem that vindictive. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it does. It does. I guess the, you know, you ask how can something like this happen, it seems to... He didn't have a good realtor. <laughs> didn't have a good realtor, first of all, buy, buying some random thing at an auction like that. But uh, apparently, maybe a developer didn't do paperwork right, and the properties weren't adjoined properly or something to that effect, and uh, got messed up, you know, years ago. But, you know, his whole thing now, he's trying to, I think, sue to try and get money back because he feels like he was sold a, you know, a false bill of goods, that kind of thing. So just kind of interesting to see what will come out of that. But have you ever seen a listing like this that maybe it wasn't a one-foot-wide piece of land, but that turned out to be, you know, that too-good-to-be-true kind of moniker? Well, I always say, you know, if, if it's too good to be true, if it looks too good to be true, it, there's probably a reason why. You know, I did, uh, I was helping out a friend who had some land in Yamhill County, and he wanted to put it on the market for 50000 which sounded appropriate. I ran the comps and did my research. And I was like, okay, let's put this on market. It's just a little piece of farmland, not very big, 50000 Well, I went out there to put my real estate sign out there because it's it was out in farm country. My installer wouldn't go that far. And I wanted to get my eyes on it anyways. And it's completely landlocked. So... The only oh. person that it would be interested in purchasing this property is the adjacent landowners. Meaning, so like, like you couldn't, really you couldn't like build. You'd have to build a driveway to get there on someone else's property. Exactly, you'd have to file for an easement, and oh. so talking with you know the landowners adjacent, nobody wanted this property, and so I had to tell my client that I can't sell it for him. Honestly, he's just going to have to talk to the neighbors. So we see interesting stories like that. Um, from time to time, but generally speaking, we've talked about this before on the program. If we see something on market that is just too good to be true, let's find out what it is because there's just, it's not often, you're not going to find under market value homes in this area, in this era right now, in this time that are just under market wholesale prices that you just came across and you get the privilege of buying way below market value. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, that's an interesting story, though. That reminds me of, uh, so Mark Killian, who's hosted the show with you a couple of times when I've been out for mm-hmm. various reasons. Yeah. He has a, uh, he's, so he's kind of out in the country as well. A similar story to what you're telling here. And uh, he was actually just mentioning this to me the other day. I think he's got a piece of property that he was actually interested in because it's it uh, it's near his home, but um, he didn't really want to expand there, but it's the, it's a landlocked piece as well. And so mm-hmm. he was saying how it'd be cool to have it, but you'd have to then you know work out some sort of negotiation with a neighbor, or maybe it was the house he was considering buying before they ended up buying out in the country. Maybe, I think that's what it was. They were really interested in this really nice piece of property, but it, it was the exact same thing. It was landlocked, and they didn't want to deal with the headaches and the craziness that might have come along with that because... Gosh, what do you do? You but you work out some sort of agreement with somebody to use the driveway, and then they renege you on it at to. some point. You know, like then what yeah, do you do? Otherwise, <laughs> you're t- you're crossing, you're walking on, you're on their property. You can't can't do anything with it. So he's like, know, we'd have to get I, a helicopter and uh, you know yeah. helipad helipad into the house right. every every time you want to go to the grocery store or something. <laughs> pretty funny so anyway that one caught our eye i thought that was pretty funny but yeah it's a good reminder maybe not that extreme but sometimes a listing might be too good to be true Uh, i think of this in terms of just for my you know home searches in the past the house looks great but they left off some pictures of the really ugly rooms or the rooms that really needed some work so you get out there Mm -hmm. expecting this house to be immaculate and then three or four of the rooms that weren't pictured you're now kind of going like, oh, okay, this is this is why it's so low priced. It's got this going on or this happening. Yeah, and to save our clients time, that's why it's great to have a, a realtor that will preview homes for you. I mean, let's eliminate what we know you don't want or maybe you walk in and it has an, a horrible or, odor or, you know, the backyard falls off to a cliff or something. So let us go preview those for you and save you time. Yep, absolutely. You want to get in touch with Colleen Benson and her team? Very easy to do so on social media at Colleen Benson Homes Team. They're on Facebook and Instagram at ColleenBensonHomes.com online or call and text 503-830-9467. That's 503-830-9467. Well, that situation probably provided a very stressful a couple of days and maybe months if he's still battling this problem for this Florida man buying that one-foot-wide villa. And he's not alone. A lot of people find the uh, buying and selling process of a home to be very stressful. In fact, if you look it up, there's all sorts of surveys uh, that put buying and selling a home as one of the most stressful life events you can experience. And we think it really shouldn't be that way. So we want to look at some of the things you can do and that your realtor should do to make the process a more positive experience. So first, oh, this, is fun. this is a good one. I love it. Yeah, we're trying <laughs> to eliminate some stress here. We could all use that in life, I think. So first thing on the list is get educated. Know the process, know the steps. If you know what's to come, Colleen, then that helps you prepare for it, both mentally and physically. Yeah, and the way I like to look at that is, let's explain what's gonna happen next, you know? So that once we find the home and put the offer in, what happens next? Or once we list the home, what should we expect? I think setting the expectation up front is the best communication we can give our clients. And so I stress over and over with training and scripts and all the things that we need to know. What is the client anticipating, whether they're a seller or a buyer, and how can we answer their questions before they even have to ask? And no question is too dumb, honestly. Ask the questions, let's make sure you understand the entire, whether you're selling or buying or doing both at the same time, let's make sure you understand the 
entire process beginning to end in the beginning. <laughs> I was always uh, very scared of the unknown when I was a kid. So I would always ask my dad, what do you, what do you see happening? That was always my favorite question to ask him about anything, whether it be the weather <laughs> or, you know, something driving to school that morning or, you know, sports, it d- didn't matter anything in life. I was always, that was my go-to question. Well, what do you see happening? And uh, it was funny because at my wedding, when my dad was my best man at my wedding and uh, when he was doing the little best man speech at the reception and whatnot, he's, he, he, he talked about that and then said, well, Walter, here's what I see happening now. And then he kind of, Aww. you know, talked about the, the beautiful life ahead, that kind of thing. It was a really good, really good speech. That's so, so cute. But it's, and it applies here, right? Knowing what's to it come. It really does. Puts you um, at ease. It, or what ifs, you know, what if this happens? Then what do we do? Right. I'm like, well, let's not worry about the what ifs. Let's just kind of take it one, one step at a time to minimize the overload of, of the stress that could come with all the what ifs, right? right? The the education and the preparation will allow you to handle the what ifs when they come. But so don't stress over those. Just be prepared about the process so that you can handle the curveballs when they come your way. Exactly. An, another way to do that, kind of attached to this one, is to stay ahead of deadlines. Don't be a procrastinator. Yeah, especially when it comes if you're buying or if we're in contract. When it comes to what your lender's requesting of you. That's huge. Like get those turned in as fast as you can. I'm a procrastinator about a lot of things in life, but luckily for some reason going through buying two homes and selling a home now, I just am always as soon as a piece of paperwork comes in, boom, it's right back out the door. So I mean it's Oh, you're an ideal I'm an ideal client. client. <laughs> I I return things so fast people are like, Whoa, and then you know <laughs> How'd you do that? So I, I, for some reason, this process, I don't want anything to fall through the cracks. I stay on top of things. Because if you make a mistake or you, you fill the form out and you forgot to include this attachment or PDF or whatever, you've got time to get those ducks in a row. So that's an important yeah, one. Yeah, and we can help. I mean, if, if the attachment PDF, taxes, income, proof of all that kind of scares you, we'll come over and help you. We'll just pick it up in person or we'll make copies of it for you. So we like to provide as much customer service obviously as we can to minimize that stress and so if if that's a stressful part of it for you let us know so we can kind of help guide you or get the lender on board to maybe come walk you through it here's my big takeaway is you do have to rely a lot on other people throughout this process so that's why it's good to stay ahead of the deadlines because it's not just like oh I waited to the last minute. It's like writing a paper. You know, I've got to uh, stay up all night to finish this thing. Well, if you've got to get your employer to submit, you know, some sort of documentation or get something from the bank or you know whatever it may be, well, they may not be open at you know two a.m. on the night that this is you know going to be due. This <laughs> deadline is coming through. So right. you're relying on other people. You need to leave that buffer room there. So just yeah. And our job as realtors is to stay ahead of those deadlines for you and make sure you know that you know when they are and keep pulling you along. <laughs> yep, exactly. Now, some of these things apply to both buyers and sellers. This next tip is specifically for you buyers out there. Manage your expectations uh, for how much home you can afford. This one's right at the beginning of the process, right, Colleen? Because some people just dive in kind of thinking they can afford X amount of dollars, and it's way, way at the top of their budget, if not beyond. Yeah, I mean, keep things in perspective is another way I would say that. We have to know what you can afford before we go shopping. Um, And that's whether you're selling and moving or you're just buying for the first time. So those those are very important parts. And post, um, you know, purchase, 
you're going to be less stressed out if you bought a home that was well, you know, within your budget rather than stretching and stretching and stretching to the point where you don't have any flexibility or movement. That's going to pay off not only at the beginning of the process, but afterward as well. So that's a really good one. Also, we talked about knowing the process and doing your research for the real estate process, but also do your research about the home and about the area, the neighborhood, that part of town, how long the commute is. I mean, all the little details, right? Yeah, it's a team effort here. So we will do, you know, we will check stats for you if you want stats on the local schools, different crime reports, anything like that. You know, we will help eliminate those kind of things for you, which will help limit your limit your stress, hopefully. However, you know, I love a client that wants to jump in and do their own research, too, because like I said, we're a team. Remember that you're buying this home for you. And so try not to be too influenced. It's good to get outside guidance. But try not to be too influenced by people who aren't going to live there. <laughs> Parents who aren't going to be living with you. Kids might have opinions. Friends, you know, might give you thoughts on different homes. But remember, ultimately, you're going to be the one that's living there. Yeah. Oh, I see that with parents all the time when I have a young couple looking to buy and then they've narrowed it down and picked the house. They've been out shopping for the last, you know, 30 days. And then the parents come and tear the house apart, but they haven't seen everything else on the market with these kids. So I always, and that's just another one of those managing expectation things, right? I always let my young clients know this is this is you guys. If you want your parents involved, if they're helping gifting you funds, whatever it may be, then let's get them involved from the very beginning if they're going to be a decision maker in this, not after you've been in contract and had an inspection. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. Bring them in a little earlier than that. <laughs> yeah, if they're going to be decision makers, then let's get them on board from the very beginning. Well, I know I, um, you know, my folks just, uh, I had my dad zip up from, from work, or I, I don't mean it to sound like that. I, I had him come up. My dad was gracious <laughs> enough to zip up after work, after we found a home that we've, I think this is the one, he was gracious enough to the next day, luckily we had enough time to do this, zip up and come look at the, I wanted to take a second look at the home because they had accidentally left part of the home locked where we couldn't see it. So we wanted to come back and see it a second time once that got unlocked. And so he came up for that second little visit to, to look at it himself and kind of, uh, you know, help with the evaluation process. But, you know, ultimately, he, he gave some thoughts and some ideas and some things to think about, but ultimately then backed out and said, but it's, you know, it's your guys' decision, so. Well, you have a great dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great dad. He's the, yeah, he, I can tell. He's the best. Another thing I, I want to mention here is a lot of times when I'm working with elderly clients that are selling their home, their adult children are involved in the decision-making right so that's one of the questions i ask right up front uh, is there anyone else do you have kids in the area that want to be a part of this decision on who you hire and the process and everything because i've learned that when you get them involved up front we have a better bigger team working together instead of mis miscommunication that could take a, a deal south or upset somebody through the listing process. Yeah, it's a great point as well, Colleen. So focus on what you like. Remember that and, uh, yes. you know, absorb other opinions and ideas, but just don't let them be the decision makers if they're not indeed a decision maker. So take that into account. Uh, also, really important, really, really important to communicate well with your agent if you, you know, obviously it's important your agent communicates with you, but it's a two-way street. You've got to also communicate well with your agent and you can't do your job effectively, Colleen, if we as the buyer or seller aren't communicating our wishes and goals and feelings about things. You bet. And feelings, that's a big one, you know. Got a lot of clients that 
want somebody to bounce their emotions about this process off of. So, you know, we do our best. We'll call with no news. No news is still news. Um, another thing we like to do for our clients is just little, I don't want to give away too much, but we have little surprise check-ins that we drop off, you know, how are you doing with some little extras attached to it and really it comes down to gosh we're holding your hand through this we know this is stressful and we would like to over communicate everything on both sides like i said there's no dumb questions call me with anything absolutely and uh you, you can you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're not being a good communicator so definitely take that into account the other thing is to not take anything personally this is a business transaction at the end of the day Oh yeah. Yep. If uh, sometimes I have to deliver feedback on a showing that I don't want to deliver, but you know, don't kill the messenger. Here's the information. <laughs> this is the feedback. The house smelled um, like cat pee guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. You just, you need to hear this, <laughs> right? I don't make the market. I just, I'm just sharing with you what the market's saying. Your home is overpriced. You know, those are hard things to hear. People don't want to hear that, but it's not personal. It's, it's definitely, it has to become somewhat of a business transaction. Yes, there's emotions involved. Yes, there's, you know, a history of equity involved that you think you have that you may not have. But truthfully, it's my I owe it to my clients to give them the honest information. So I do it and I try to do it with some grace and class so that nobody's feelings are hurt, right? Absolutely. Yeah, a little tact, right? Just a little mm-hmm. tact. We're talking about ways to make the process less stressful when it comes to buying or selling a home. One more tidbit here is to, and this is a bit self-serving, but that's okay, patting uh, Colleen on the back on today's show, work with a great real estate agent. That should take some stress out. It, it really does. I mean, the biggest complaint about real estate agents is that the communication's not there. Well, we haven't heard from our realtor. Well, we don't know what's going on. We don't ever want a client saying that. I mean, that's so easy to make sure it doesn't happen. We have systems and models in place so it doesn't happen. Like I said, I train my agents and staff, no, call a day if that's what they want. No news is still news, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just a couple of things just about the stress of it all. Take time for yourself is what I would say. Like, don't be so involved that you just like go have a date night. Sometimes we throw in a bucket with movie tickets. So while we're hosting your open house, you take the kids and go see a movie because you know, this is hard. It is stressful. Let's take the time through the process to enjoy what we're doing. We're hitting our real estate goals. That's usually a happy thing, right? Absolutely. Always a a happy thing. So if you're uh, thinking of buying or selling a home, you want to talk to Colleen and take some of the stress out of the equation, uh, give her a call, give her a text. You can tell from just this radio show that she's uh, you know, very good at taking the stress out of the process. I, I come into the program each week a little nervous, and Colleen just always puts me at ease. Oh. She, does, she does the same thing in uh, the real estate world as well. So if you want to... Well, thank you for that. Yeah, exactly. If you want to call or text Colleen, you can do that at 503-830-9467. That's 503-830-9467. If you're like, who calls people these days and uh, everything happens online, well, you can still do that too. ColleenBensonHomes.com. Go to the website and you can get in touch via the web as well. ColleenBensonHomes.com.